Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Here we come. We've got unreal college football, including an explanation of the inexplicable. We've got Super Bowl contenders in extremely unlikely places. Plus, how do you become a receiver if you can't receive? And Nuno hands Hembo an L that no one saw coming. All that and more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Ah, the one place to start unquestionably is with the one, the only, Rex Ryan, who sticks around in studio after we wrap up Get Up this morning to give us the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Rex, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, Greeny. All right, let's dive right in here. Uh, We opened Get Up this morning with Rams-Packers, which was an interesting game in so many ways. And, And I just liked the way you said it in our meeting this morning. Like, Aaron Rodgers... Sometimes he's just so good that I think you take for granted sometimes the things that he does. No, absolutely we take it for granted because he does it on such a consistent basis. But here's what I love most about that game yesterday. All right, number one, we realize three three starting offensive linemen aren't playing for Green Bay, right? right? Mm-hmm. Do we realize that? Like we saw Patrick Mahomes have three guys missing. How'd that look in the Super Bowl? But here's it doesn't it doesn't matter to Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know if people noticed, but he had to alter his plan. So everything was quick. He hit his back foot. The ball came out quick. And and you don't know. You, you, you just say, well, that's that's typical Aaron Rodgers. He got his offense moving to, you know, down the field and scoring points and all that stuff. But his game was way different. He wasn't, you know, uh, throwing the intermediate or deep balls the way he normally does. He had to take uh, take what the defense gave be based on his own offense. Like, the guy's incredible. Yeah, and no question. They've got their bye now. Oh, by the way, he may have surgery on his pinky toe. Um, they'll decide that this morning. It would not cause him to miss games. He says they'll only do it if it won't cause him to miss games because they have their bye. Then they finish up with Chicago, then at the Ravens, then home Browns, home Vikings, and at the Lions. Here's what I'll say. If missing that game winds up costing the Packers. I believe they beat Kansas City easily with Rodgers in that game. If his missing that game winds up costing them the one seed, oh my goodness. then I would understand the argument for not giving him the MVP because, it was, it, it, because of the circumstances. Otherwise, to me, he's the MVP of the league. I mean, we're splitting hairs amongst the top guys, but I, I just watch him play and I think to myself, the stuff he's doing... I, I think it's as good as anything I've ever seen anyone do in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, Greeny, it's a, it's definitely a fair point. When you look at it, take Aaron Rodgers out. Yeah. We saw what it looked like with Jordan Love in there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was awful. They scored seven points, and they got lucky to do it. I mean, they went the whole game and barely scored seven points. So, I mean, yes, why is he the MVP? Because what he means to that football team. Take him out of the equation. That team is garbage, in in my opinion. They're not even close to, to what they are right now. So that's the effect that one player has on a football team. All right, Greedy and Rex Ryan with us here. Let's do a little more Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Why do you believe that it was the coach, Frank Reich, who cost Indianapolis his team's game yesterday against Brady and the Buccaneers? Because he forgot the identity of his own football team, and that is your run-first team. Mm-hmm. All right? At least be balanced. All right, here's what I know about playing Tom Brady. Why? I played against more than any coach in, in the history of the game, right? Okay, we get it. Here's one way you're never going to beat Tom Brady, all right? And that's to rush the ball for 20 or less times. The record in those games, all right, regardless of who the quarterback is, right. six 
in 104. You have less than a 6% chance of winning the game. Now, all you analytics, you know, you know, geeks and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> why the heck doesn't your, your uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts understand that? Less than a 6% chance. So look in the mirror first when you wonder why you didn't win that game. And, and, and for those of you who didn't get to watch that, I, I thought that was the best game of the day yesterday. If you didn't watch that game yesterday, the Colts ran it a little bit in the first half. Not a lot of success, but all anyone has ever told me from you, Rex, and the other run happy coaches to all the offensive linemen is that the reason you stick with it is because it does start to work as the game. You start to wear them down a little bit as the game goes on, and they got away from it completely in the second half until they fell behind. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what happened? You also had two turnovers. All right. You get turnovers when you throw the football, you know, you, you had a strip sack, you had an interception. All that type of, all those type of things. Yep. But you're trying to control the game. You're trying to col- uh, control the clock and the opponent. And, and nobody does it better than Tom Brady. All right. But that they, they got lost in it. And by the way, your best football player is Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Why wouldn't you focus on yourself more than them? they just kind of, Oh, we can't run against Vita Vea or whatever. Look, this ain't the 2000 Ravens. They're not that kind of defense. Mm-hmm. All right, they're a good run defense. Okay, I'll give it to them. But they're not, they're, they're not to that level for sure. No. They, they, it looked to me like they decided our way to win this game today is to not try and run it against that defense, put it in Carson's hands. And, and you know, Carson Wentz is – I'm going to use the wrong word here, but I can't think of a better one. He's an infuriating player in some ways to watch because – when he isn't making those mistakes, you think to, you see it. Like, like yeah. oh, my God, the guy is so good. But then there are those plays here or there that remind you of why it is that he is not what you want him yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. And in all fairness, he played about as good as we've seen Carson Wentz play great. That's my all point. season. Yeah, it was great. And yet you still don't win. Why? Because you didn't manage the clock. Yeah, and, and that could be a costly loss for the Colts who fall to 6-6. Six and six. They're one of these teams. You made this point about San Francisco, and I agree with you. The Colts are one of these teams that if they get in, no one wants to play, right? No, no. one is going to want to play them in a playoff game. Absolutely scary. Why? Because they can beat you running the football. They can beat you throwing the football. And they can play defense, create turnovers. And, and that's, that's a, a scary proposition. Now, look, their defense has got to get, has got to get more stout mm-hmm. uh, if they're going to be in that conversation. Indianapolis, I'm speaking of. Right. But, but San Francisco, you mentioned them. The, the baddest player on the planet right now might be this Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's great. Like, oh, my gosh, is he physical as a receiver. And then putting him in the backfield, the, the, he is absolutely having a phenomenal year. As long as he can stay healthy, Garoppolo can stay healthy, and George Kittle can stay healthy, they can beat anybody. Yeah, that, that, those are the two teams right now. I think Indianapolis and the AFC and San Francisco with the NFC are the teams none of the big boys are going to want any part of in the playoffs. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. I have a theory, Rex. And that is, for those of you who watched Get Up this morning, you saw Rex got the Hembo question wrong today. Uh, so upset. And I think it's only because, I think you, you purposely got it wrong because you felt sorry for my man Hembo because his Eagles took an L yesterday that nobody saw coming. I am as surprised by the Eagles getting completely shut down and losing that game against the Giants yesterday as I have been by practically anything that's happened all yeah, year. Yeah, Greeny, I never knew it was that obvious. <laughs> that I threw the question. Yeah, I think you did. You know what I mean? I think that, you that gave was, that, that one was, to Hembo. That was pretty obvious, I think. 
But yeah, they did. They get it's a the weird game. They, you know, and, and let's give the Giants credit. They had the three three big takeaways. That's huge. It's it's hard to overcome. But here, the thing that, bl- that blows me away, Jalen Hurts. Everybody just wants to kind of dismiss him. Mm-hmm. But wait a second now. Let's look at him. All right. Yes, he had a bad game. He threw the three interceptions. But it came down to it at the end of the game. He's got to drive his team the length of the field to give him an opportunity to score a touch and to win it. He does exactly that. Yep. And then Jalen Rager like drops two touchdown passes that would have won this football game. So to me, look, the, the schedule's certainly favorable for the, for the Eagles yeah. still mm-hmm. moving forward. But man, they let one get away. Absolutely. And the Rager thing, like how, when you're a coach. I'm curious because as a fan, it's easy for me. I'm sitting there. I'm like, cut him, get rid of, you know, like, I mean, it was those two drops for anyone who didn't see the end of that game. Jalen Hurts, as badly as he played, threw two game-winning touchdowns right. in the final 30 seconds, and Jalen Rager, a first-round draft pick, dropped them both. It's one thing to drop one. It's another to drop both of them. Like, when you're the coach, what do you say to a player after something like that well, happened? Well, uh, what I said to Stephen Hill yeah. when, we were, when he dropped a pass for a first down against New England mm-hmm. that's going to beat him in New England, not that I still remember, was... I remember the play. You know, like, what did you say to him? Uh, do you remember? I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I remember sitting back thinking to myself, like, God, I hate, like, I, I hate that guy, you know, because catch the, catch the football. Yeah. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're a receiver. And it's like, this guy stinks. He can't play dead in a B-Western. That's what I thought internally. When I saw him, I probably went, you'll get him next time, kid. But, oh, that wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah, he was a high draft pick, too, Steve. Yeah, second round, second round pick. Second round pick. Second round bust. Ago. Yeah, he was. He was a bust. And yep. Jalen Rager, I hate to say it, is that. And he is the guy who was drafted ahead of Justin Jefferson, who is one of the best receivers in the NFL. That said, um, that was a weird game yesterday. I have time to do one more with you here. Of all, of all the other stuff we saw yesterday, I'm trying to think. Uh, Baltimore-Cleveland yeah. last night. That game set back football watching like 20 years. It was just hideous to watch in every way, but the Ravens, despite a bad performance, find a way, and they're the one seed in the AFC yeah, right now. Typical Raven win. So ugly. It was, it was, I mean, four interceptions by Lamar Jackson, yep. and they still win. Now, the great thing is their defense can match up against Cleveland, so they, they, were, they were the difference in this game. But when I look at Baltimore, it's hard to watch offensively. Look, number one, they can't block anybody. All right, so they got a ton of injuries on that offensive line. They don't knock anybody off the ball. So that means the only way to really get anything going when you run the football is to have your quarterback run. You know, normally in that league, it's not sustainable, but it is because you got a, a freak at quarterback. Right. But I mean, here they have the best record in the AFC, and and they could put out that kind of performance. By the way, it's back to back. Because, you know, to me, when that, that abysmal performance against Miami, too, yep. mm-hmm. I mean, so they, they got to fix some things right there or, or they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, in- injuries have just decimated that team. Again, the one seed couldn't be more important. There's only one team that's going to get it. Only one team is going to get a bye. Um, and right now the Ravens are in position for that. But don't look now. The Patriots are that object in your rearview mirror that is closer than it appears. Rex, you are the best. Thank you, as always. Thank you for sticking oh, around. I appreciate it. But you know what? After next Monday, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about how the Bills are still the best team. You think? Th- that's next Monday night's game. Next Monday Patriots night game. Patriots-Bills. Write it down right here. I don't believe the Patriots are as good as everybody thinks. I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong once or twice a year. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll see. But you like to, so you like the Bills to beat the Patriots I next do. Monday I do. I hate the fact that Tredavious White got, you know, is out now, yeah. you know, out for the year. But the Bills need to overcome it. Look, Josh Allen, 
can, can, can move the ball against this football team. And that's what he has to be the difference, in my opinion, uh, for the Bills to win. I think he will be. All right, we'll see what happens next week. Rex, thanks a million. Have an awesome week. Thank you, for, as always, for hanging around here. Hey, Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up next, my takes will include how hard the powers that be tried to ruin the best game of the weekend. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greenies Takes. All right, here we go. I got five takes coming up, and I'm serving them up hot, and we're going to do your takes in this hour today. So I'll let you know when to call. We'll be doing your calls here, your hot takes from yesterday in the NFL coming up in just a few minutes. But first off, here come my top five. Number five. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. And I'm told that he has the second best odds right now to win that behind Tom Brady. I understand that there is going to be some level of backlash against Rodgers based upon the whole vaccination fiasco that was. To me, and I said this about the Baseball Hall of Fame last week, these are different circumstances, but to me that has nothing to do with his being the MVP of the league or not, whatever I may think of his vaccination stance. Um, The only thing that I could see, the only way I could see it playing into this would be if the game that he missed as a result of it winds up costing them the one seed. Like his not being there winds up being that kind of relevant to the discussion at the end of the day. If Brady plays 17 games and Rodgers only plays 16 and the Bucks wind up edging them out or something like that, I could see that tilting the scale. Outside of that, to me, Rodgers is the MVP of the league. He was ridiculous yesterday. He makes throws. The guy hasn't practiced in a month. He's got a broken toe. He makes throws with a flick of his wrist that are so spectacular. I've never seen anybody like it. I always thought Dan Marino was the best thrower of the football I'd ever seen. And Marino had a very diff- went about it very differently. Rodgers is as good as anything I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody better. I've never seen a greater player. Brady is the, you know, the greatest of all time, all that stuff, accomplishment. Just the best player at the position. Rodgers may be the best I've ever seen. I've never seen him play better than he's playing right now. He was ridiculous yesterday, and he is the only reason his team could wind up winning the Super Bowl. Number four. But he's not the most important person in the league. Bill Belichick is the most important person in the league. Over the last six weeks, the Patriots have the best offense, the best defense, and the second-best special teams in the National Football League. They're unreal. And he's doing it so... You know what they do? (laughs) This is what great coaches do. People love to talk about the stuff Mac Jones doesn't do well. You know what? The Patriots don't do it. 
They don't try to do the things their players can't do. He does the best job of putting his players in a position to succeed of anyone I've ever seen. Belichick is the best coach ever, and he has never been better than he is right now. Belichick is the coach of the year. He's the most important person in the National Football League to this point of the season. Number three. The Steelers are done. Since they were 11-0 at one point last year, they are 6-10-1, and they've been outrushed by almost 1,000 yards in those games. It's sad to watch them. And when they play, it was when they got obliterated by the Bengals early this season that I said it looked like the end of something. And then they, because they have the heart of a champion and they have a great coach and they, you know, Roethlisberger still has that somewhere down deep inside of them, they didn't pack it up. But they're done. Thoroughly done. They, it needs to start over again. And RC made the points angrily and passionately on TV today because he still bleeds that black and yellow that you cannot play that kind of soft defense and be the Pittsburgh Steelers. You just can't. The Pittsburgh Steelers, he said, this team isn't Jack. And by that, he means Jack Ham and Jack Lambert and all those kind of guys. That, 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 there's some pride that the Steeler defensive players take in that all these years later. And this team shows none of it. So I could see a lot of things happening in the AFC. The Steelers making it to the playoffs through all of this is not one of those that I could see. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Number two. Watch out for San Francisco. I'm telling you right now, if Debo, if the 49ers had won a few more games, Debo Samuel could be in the MVP discussion. He is as unique a weapon as there is in the NFL. He is spectacular to watch. When he got hurt yesterday, my first reaction was, he can get hurt? Like he, do, he looks like he's too tough to get hurt. He almost looks like a superhero. That kid is really good. They have incredibly average quarterback play. Jimmy Garoppolo is the Mendoza line of quarterbacks, but he's just good enough with that physical play, the way they run the ball with anybody they have back there, including Debo Samuel. The tight end is excellent. I'm telling you, that is the team nobody is going to want to see at the end of the season. But my number one take. Number one. I thought Tampa-Indianapolis was the best game of the day, and you're going to think I'm crazy. I could see both those teams making the Super Bowl. I could. I could see the Colts making it. I don't think that's so crazy. They're good. The Colts are are good. And I agree with all the guys on our TV show this morning who were saying Reich really screwed that game up. Give the freaking ball to Jonathan Taylor. He's so good. It almost looked like they decided, well, you know what? The Bucks are tough to run against. We're going to surprise everyone and throw on them. And Wentz just gives you enough great moments that I can understand falling into that trap. But you got to stick with what you've got. They're going to be on the road the whole time, but I like them. And then Tampa, forget it. When those guys are healthy, when Gronk is healthy, when they get A.B. back, R.C. said it great, I thought, today on TV with us. The best players on the, on the Bucks are all the players who came to play with Brady. It's Gronk, it's A.B., it's Fournette. Without those guys, they're nothing. But Brady is, in my view right now, 1A in the MVP discussion. I've already said I think it should be Rodgers. And to me, the Buccaneers are the favorite in the NFC. And those are my takes. That's what on my mind. Now I want to hear what's on the mind of the members. The assembled members of the Hashtag crew are here. What's on your mind is brought to you by my computer career training for a better life. And then I'll get into some of my college stuff, which will include when I said that my takes will include how hard the powers that be tried to ruin the best game of the weekend. I will get to that, but I do want to get some hot takes from the hashtag crew, and I will start with you, um, Hembo, because Hembo is an Eagles fan. We have been selling them hard here. 
I was all in. You went to the game yesterday with your wife, Lizzie, who is a lifelong season ticket holder to the Giants. You have this thing between the two of you. I didn't think there was any chance the Eagles lost that game yesterday. What do you say this morning, Hembo? I mean, Jalen Rager, our wide receiver, our first-round pick last year, Greeny, he's the worst player in the NFL. The worst. He did two drops in the last 90 seconds of a game that we had no business winning, but if he catches either pass, they wind up winning. I was sitting right there in the end zone, like 24 rows back, right in front of to be able to see both of those, both of those drops, and those two plays might well cost the Eagles a chance to make the playoffs. It was unfathomable to watch. I agree with you. It's a, ter- oh. it's a terrible loss all the oh. way around because that's a team you should handle. Mm-hmm. The Giants are on a short week. They fire the offensive coordinator. I get it. They're going to play hard. Whatever it is, give the Giants credit. But that game to me, and we'll get to Nuno in a minute, that game to me is less about the Giants winning than it is about the Eagles losing and Hurts playing terribly and everything else that happened. And, and, and yet, to your point, Rager's got a chance to win them that game. He's, this is your job. You're enti- you are paid handsomely to catch the football. It is inexcusable that he drops both those balls. Yeah, the narrative is totally different today if he catches either because you know who's uh, – like that, if Tom Brady throws either, you know, either or both of those passes, one of them is just caught, and he just wins the game. Right. And all the goodwill that Jalen Hurts had built up over the last month, it, it's all sort of shot to heck now because of this one performance. He was awful throwing the football, and honestly, like he really didn't deserve to get bailed out at the end of that thing. No, uh, and yet, but he did. He, <laughs> to his credit, he made the plays he late, he did. and his teammates didn't help him. Now we come to Nuno, our giant fan, for your take coming out of this, and then we got to figure out the, the wager. Like, 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 you gave him points. I gave him points. He wins the game straight up. It was Nuno with the money line yesterday in the wager against Hembo. So, Nuno, what is your uh, take coming out of that game yesterday? Sup. Hopefully, hopefully everyone is good. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway, it's not what the Giants did. It's, yes, Rager should have caught the, that ball, but let's be honest, and no one has been honest today, Jalen Hurts did not look good on those three interceptions. Like, that, the second one was horrendous. You don't take, you don't throw, you throw that ball away. You don't give up points. The third one, he just, he the safety Xavier McKinney just kept his eyes on him, like just followed his eyes, and, and and he threw into double coverage. The first one he's throwing across the middle. So like, yes, they had an opportunity. You know, the Giants aren't very good, and it's stop. Like Jalen Hurts isn't a quarterback that's going to lead you to where you think you could be. And by the way, you drafted him in the second round. He has, what, two more years after this. You have to decide next year if you're going to pay him. And in all indication, I don't think you're going to pay him because he's not your quarterback of the future. Let's focus on that. Howie Roseman screwed up taking Jalen Rager because that's the guy he wanted (laughs) where everyone told him to take Justin Jefferson. Let's focus on that, people. The Giants weren't very good. Neither was Jalen Hurts, and he isn't your guy for the future. All right, we will dive more deeply into that question as we go, but we have to – what were the stakes of this wager? We had a wager last week, and Nuno wins. So what are the stakes? I didn't even need to win it. The fact that – Hembo is miserable. The fact that Lizzie, who's a just a undeniably great 
person, so much better, <laughs> so uh, so much better human being than Hembo uh, is. It's just the, the win I needed anyway. So I'm good. No, no, I'm you're good. not good. No, I'm no. Good. Stakes. We need something. We need Hembo to do something humiliating. You have to wear the cowboy hat when the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. And Bubba, you got to do something here. I, I, I've got to do something. Your not wife a- has to have a, a, a closet filled with giant stuff, she, right? Yes. I mean, ha- yes. You have to wear something like that. She has like a lot of giant gear. Not only did we not win by a touchdown, we lost outright. So it's right. much worse than the wager that I made. I feel you should have to wear like a full Giants uniform. So is Lizzie going to pick out what I have to wear? Yeah. Yes, let's do that. Okay. She will... Uh, she oh, was God. the one that decides what you're going to wear uh, oh. uh, for our next year. She pretty much does that every morning anyway. So. No, that's correct. But in this case, tell her it has to be Giants uniforms. Okay. Um, and and, and, and oh. it, it, let's put it this way. If they're much too small for you, that's even better. Oh, no. Like, I want them to be ill-fitting. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want it to look as ridiculous right. as it's going to look with you wearing your wife's giant jersey on the air. I'll pay okay. the piper. So we have that look to look forward to. Bubba, let's go to you last here. Your team played on Thursday. Now, we've not heard from you since that loss. What a, what a football game that was. The Cowboys-Raiders was one of the most, as someone who I, I kind of didn't really care, that was one of the most intriguing. No one's ever needed it like we, America needed it that yeah. day. But uh, Highest rated game in, in years. Highest rated regular season game in years. I don't know why the officials decided that what we really wanted to see was them as <laughs> yeah, much was, as possible. But it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the game. It was frustrating, but it didn't ruin my enjoyment. I'm sure your enjoyment was nowhere near the level of mine, Bubba, with your team losing. But what is your take on this Monday morning? Yeah, I mean, the refs were ridiculous. I'm not going to blame the refs because it was pretty equal. Right. <laughs> it was pretty much exactly equal. Equally ridiculous. Yeah, So, I'm, but they were just absurd. There was way too many penalties on both sides. That was a real issue. That's got to stop. But I think my take is going to be if the Cowboys are completely healthy, I have full faith in them going far in the playoffs. But at this point, if they're missing players, I don't think the Cowboys are going to overcome and beat people. And at this Because they're missing a bunch of players again this week. And they just don't seem to have the horses to do it, and and that's going to be a problem. And the good teams need to overcome that, and they don't seem to be able to do that. So if it gets to the playoffs and they're down a couple people, they're going to be out. Well, in fairness to them, I mean, they played that game without C.D. Lamb and, and oh, Amari Cooper. they were missing a bunch of people. And, and, and Zeke is not himself. Yeah, right? Randy talking, Gregory's out. The right. They haven't had Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're missing a ton of people. I but they're all coming back. None yeah. of these are like some teams lose guys. Like the Ravens are not getting anybody back. <laughs> the the Cowboys are getting all those guys back. A Cooper is a COVID thing. Yep. C.D. Lamb is a is a concussion they thing. Be back this week. Yeah. Uh, they play Thursday again. Remember the Cowboys play Thursday night against New Orleans. So we will see. All right, those are the takes of the assembled members of the hashtag crew. I, I wanted to take a moment because it was as good a college weekend. The scoop as as um, impactful a college weekend as we've seen in a long time. And in fact, we're going to have Dan Deardorff in the second hour of our show today. He'll, he'll be live with us almost exactly an hour from right now. And I thought of it because when I'm watching the coverage of that, like on, on yesterday morning when I get up, I see uh, all these videos out there, you know, Michigan getting the win. And I hear Deardorff's radio call as the game ends. Dan does the radio for Michigan. Deardorff's call as it ends, he says, I've never been more proud after all the stuff that has happened of Michigan football than I am right wow. now. Think about what, what all they've wow. overcome, all of the Ohio State dominance, everything else, losing that game to Michigan State a few weeks ago and turning it around and just beating, bludgeoning them on Saturday. If you had told me Michigan was going to win that game, I wouldn't have been shocked. I wouldn't didn't pick it, that's for sure, but I wouldn't have been shocked. If you had told me they were going to pound them into submission, 
I would have been shocked. So I loved everything about that. So that was an unbelievable game. Then you got to the Iron Bowl. And I'm going to play the Harbaugh sound a little later. We'll do that, but we'll make that a part of the, um, off the top of the next hour because I have too many things I want to get in here. The Iron Bowl, if you watched Alabama-Auburn, was as compelling a football game as you'll ever get. You will never watch a more exciting football game than that in your life. And for them to end it, for them to decide that game on this ridiculous, contrived nonsense that is their overtime, I hate the first overtime, the regular overtime, which almost seems like the greatest thing in the world compared to now let's just do alternating two-point conversions. Like when we jokingly say, let's just end a basketball game on a free-throw shooting contest, that's just generally what they're doing. And so now they go, the third overtime, they each have to try and convert a two-point conversion, and they both do. Then they march to the other side of the field. They walk 100 yards for no reason to do the same thing again. As though this would make any freaking difference. I hate it. So they tried so hard. The fact that that is how they decided that game, that we come away from it saying Alabama won and Auburn lost because of that ridiculousness is just utter nonsense to me. Nonsense. I cannot stand that that is the way they decide these games. I can't believe anyone disagrees with me. Do you disagree? No, I don't. Uh, uh, Nuno or Bubba, do either of you disagree with me? Nope. Bubba. Uh, I, no, I mean, I enjoy watching it, but it's, an, it's, a, ridiculous, but it's, stupidity. it's a ridiculous way to determine right. a winner. Yeah. There are any number of things I enjoy watching, but they're yeah, still it's fun. To, it's a fun watch, but yeah, if you think about that's what determined possibly Alabama going into the playoff. It's insane. It, it, it's insane. Like, if in a World Series game, mm-hmm. they got through 12 innings and they were tied, and they said, we're just going to do a home run derby now, it would be no less logical, reasonable, or meaningful than this. Well, this is, this is their improvement. They changed to this for this year. Yeah, they changed to it because they didn't want to go to, like, all these more overtime right. people are getting hurt. This, this is, they, they think this is an upgrade. I, I get it. Well, I think they think it's an upgrade from a player safety standpoint, sure. which I guess I'm okay with that. But I've, did it, I've said this to you a million times, and everyone always yells at me. They played college football games for 100 years that ended in ties. 100 years. And I did the research. No one died from that. No one died from a college football game ending in a tie. <laughs> so to me, the fact that they just are terrified of that, I can't believe. All right, we'll take a break. I still have to get to Lincoln Riley going to USC and explain to you exactly why he did that, which I can do. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, I have some breaking news here. Uh, Greeny with you, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, we have news. Uh, Adam Schefter and Diana Russini are reporting that Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys, has tested positive for covid I'm just going to read you. There are two tweets from Shefty here. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID, sources tell Diana Russini and me. 
As one league source just said, there are up to eight positives in Dallas. Details still rolling in. I remind you the Cowboys play New Orleans Thursday night, so that is three days away. Now, they're supposed to get back Amari Cooper, I think, today, right? Amari Cooper, who was not vaccinated, so he missed two games um, as a result of his positive test. And now they're going to be without the – well, I, don't, I can't say they're going to be without the head coach. I don't know. I, can I assume that Mike McCarthy is vaccinated? Do we know that as a certainty? I, I, I don't know it for sure. I'm going to assume he is. Again, I, let's just not make any assumptions here. Well, Shefty uh, is reporting there were up to eight positives in Dallas, and again, they play Thursday. Go ahead, Nuno. Real quick, Shefty just tweeted that McCarthy is out for Thursday's game. That he's out for Thursday's yep. game. Mm. All right, so the timing here, I'm, I'm, I need to refresh my Twitter, I guess. Cowboys Mike McCarthy wow. is out for Thursday night's game versus Saints due to COVID per sources. Huh. All right, so that's big news, obviously. And, um, you know, there's a big game. And the Cowboys have lost a couple of games here. That one seed is so important right now. We'll see if this winds up, you know, what. Boy, the Eagles miss an opportunity yesterday, Hembo. You got to be kicking yourself directly in the derriere. You have a chance. You beat the terrible Giants, and, and now the Cowboys could easily lose mm-hmm. this game without their coach and eight positives. And, and you could be sitting right there with a chance to still win the division. 24 hours ago, I was convinced that the Eagles had a shot at this thing. I'd obviously be feeling much better today had the result been such. And obviously, this could make a big difference for Thursday. But quickly, from a big picture perspective, just because we've been living with this now for a year and a half doesn't mean it's not going to still be a huge factor the rest of the season. Like, this this is happening every single week now. This is just the world we're living in. Like, I don't feel like it's necessarily right to, to be glossing over these things because it's happening every single week to significant people. What do you mean glossing over it? And what way are we glossing over Not By glossing over it, I mean it doesn't carry nearly as much attention as it did last year when it was new, of course. But every year last year, remember midweek on Get Up when Diana and Shefty and other insiders were giving us updates constantly because that was the one thing we were asked to check i'm not sure we're, we're not still living in that world well we may be unfortunately we may be starting to live in that world more now yeah. than before with this omicron mm-hmm. uh variant and look i i made a it's not a deal or a promise or anything i, I apologize to everybody who called in my apologies uh i think we have to talk about this for a minute here with the cowboys because this is a very big deal we'll try and get the calls in a little later uh i apologize to, to have you sitting on hold like this <clears throat> oh, excuse me um you know, the um, I don't know what's going to wind up happening here, but if this thing is about to turn into what at least some people seem to fear it's mm-hmm. going to turn into, then this could wind up having a far bigger impact on player availability and coach availability, not to mention everything else. And, and one of the things that I decided when I came back here to the radio was, I'm not talking about COVID hardly at all. If you listen to the show, you've noticed I hardly talk about it. And when we do, we only talk about it in the context of how it impacts games. Like with Aaron Rodgers, you couldn't not talk about it because there's the best player in the whole league missing a huge game because of it. And now this will have some impact. It has to have some impact on the Cowboys' ability to win a game on Thursday night. Just so you know, my philosophy in this is not that I don't find all this incredibly important. Obviously, it's incredibly important. But my philosophy has been, if you put on ESPN radio during these two hours or any time, I have to assume it is because you and I are making an agreement here that we both know what's happening with the coronavirus is much more important than football, but neither of us feels like talking about it 24 hours a day. So these are the two hours we're going to escape from it. This is going to be our chance, you and me, to get away from this. So that's why I don't talk about it. It's not because I... I'm afraid to. It's, not be, it's because I just assume you don't want me to. And I ultimately, I am here working for you. 
This It's your show, not mine. I just sit here and talk. But you get to decide whether we have a show or not. So that's been my philosophy all along, and that's, that's the way it's going to continue to be. Now, I, 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 like everybody else, I'm terrified of what might be about to happen here, and could we be heading down a road now where stuff is going to start getting, you know, far worse than it's been lately again? And if so, we'll just we'll cover it as it needs to be covered. And for the most part, we will cover it as in terms of how it impacts our world of sports. So can the Cowboys win a game without their head coach? How many coaches have missed games? Now, head coaches. Kingsbury missed the Kingsbury game. Kingsbury missed the right? game. Right? Yes. Did, um, did Vrabel or was it just – did they just have a, a breakout with their I, I, I can't remember now. We, we, we've had – it's happened before. And yeah. look, they could win. I think they won a game without Kingsbury, didn't they? Yeah, didn't they did. the Cardinals win yeah. a game without their mm-hmm. head coach? That was this year. And look, we've had a lot of questions about whether McCarthy is a good coach or bad coach. I don't even want to get into that kind of stuff now. The, the poor guy just tested positive. We wish him the best. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll come back and he'll be well. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy missed the game. Oh, that's right. And we, we decided that they were better without him. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, we'll see what winds up happening. Again, I hope that we will still get a chance to get some calls in today. Your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation, the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Again, the breaking news tweeted by Shefty just moments ago. Mike McCarthy will not coach for the Cowboys on Thursday night against New Orleans. He has tested positive. They seem to have quite a few positive tests. We'll continue to cover that as we roll on here. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.